What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. You know what? I set us up for failure. I was just going to say, and Mari's starting the <laughs> podcast distracted by separating stickers right now. So <laughs> I'll start. Welcome back to episode 67. <laughs> Guys, I got a pack of mental health stickers from Amazon. Also, shout out Brie. I know that's still on my old laptop. Brie, Brie got us this um, sticker with a bunch of other really amazing stickers. Um, and I just saw it and I was like, oh, Brie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm I'm scooping them up. And well, Marie I'm cleans up. I'll, I'll let you guys know what we're talking about today. So yes. today we are talking about this notion, theme, subject of toxic positivity. Yes, this is an open discussion podcast episode. This is not going to be an episode where Steph and I are kind of like attempting to teach something I think that this is going to be us giving our opinion on it kind of like the Roe v Wade um that we discussed for our subscribers um if you want to know what I'm talking about you should go subscribe yes so cheap cheaper than a cup of coffee you can literally just forego a frappe who even drinks frappes anymore um I literally are those things do people get those but anyways you can just forego one coffee one coffee for the month. Yeah, for the month. Not like a day. No, yeah, for the literally, whole ass For month. the month. And you yeah. can get all of our content. But anyways, I digress. Um, so this is more so just going to be kind of an exploration and us just having an open conversation about it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that just because I, like, we were kind of starting to discuss it before we came on. And I was like, dude, let's just start recording and just put our thoughts into it. Mm-hmm. So this idea of toxic positivity comes from when you hear people, you know, and they're expressing their feelings or going through a hard time. And then you hear somebody say like, well, happiness is a choice or everything happens for a reason, or just look on the bright side. Like there's always, excuse me, something to be happy about. Here's the thing. Let me just do one more. Let me do one more. God gives his hardest battles to his strongest warriors. Uh, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) if you don't take your motherfucking religion and get it out of this motherfucking space anyways here's the thing are those things kind of true yes it is the delivery that matters timing and delivery and tone are everything so if like my mom just died i don't want to hear mari say (laughs) everything happens for a reason (laughs) like for what reason does my mom have to die what happiness is a choice That's not the time or place to give me that information. This too shall pass. (laughs) Right. On the flip side, are mantras really powerful things that you can utilize for your mental health? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and maybe six to 10 to almost a year later, six to 10 months, maybe a year later, that's when we start to maybe insert some of those mantras and um, help coax or help support our friend, Mm -hmm. partner, whatever, move through maybe a stage of grief or um, a loss that they've had. And it could be a loss or grief about anything, right? It doesn't have to be about losing a person or an animal, a bit like losing a job, you know, losing 
um, status somewhere, whatever it may be, but like maybe after time has done um, some passing and it's allowed maybe the scab from that wound to, to, you know, that scab it to scab over, mm-hmm. we can enter in some of those. But when somebody has this fresh, raw situation that they just went through, what would be so helpful statistically speaking, is to sit and be in vulnerability with them, Mm -hmm. to empathize with what they may be going through. I'm not asking you to say, I understand what you're going through, but just to acknowledge this must be a very hard chapter for you. This is a very hard season for you. I'm, I'm sorry that this is happening. It costs $0 to be validating. I just want you guys to know that. It's, it's free. It's free 99. So free 99. Yep. Free 99. Mm-hmm. And it, you can use it as much as you want. <laughs> yes. The endless amounts. So it's nothing, never ending. And also nothing will happen if you're being validating. No. <laughs> yep. You're getting positive karma back to you. That's it. People who use toxic positivity as like a constant, right? Of like, I, there are people in the world that function as like, everything happens for a reason. I just have to believe sure. that it's because they're not comfortable with being uncomfortable and these hard emotions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like we're all stuck in that change state. Yeah. Everybody's just joy from inside out. Okay. But we got to keep moving and it's uh-huh. going to be okay. And let's, uh, I'm just, we're just going to keep moving. And once we get back, then things will get better. And you're just consistently setting your happiness on the opposite side of these goals or dreams or hopes or situations. Or once I get through this, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like one, whatever those are. When in reality, like sometimes life really does suck and sometimes it hands us really difficult cards and really difficult years mm-hmm. and acknowledging the fact that that's happening to you is okay. I think the important aspect is acknowledging it, resonating with it, and then proceeding forward, right? We're not building a home there. Mm-hmm. We're visiting grief. We are visiting sadness. We can visit depression. We're not setting up shop there. Mm-hmm. It's attempting to, to validate and understand that those feelings are very real for you. You're experiencing them. However, we're not going to continue to just stay there. What frustrates me is people <clears throat> taking this idea of toxic positivity and fucking running with it and viewing yeah. everything as toxic yeah. positivity because they want to be cynical about the world. Yeah. For example, I practice, you practice gratitude yes. every fucking day. Every day. That's not toxic positivity. No. That is shedding a light on the things that you are grateful for and bringing that to the forefront of your brain. So you're not consumed by the shit that's going wrong in your life. And feel free to argue with me. You're not going to win this argument. Oh no. Argue all day. I got, I got, I got <laughs> left, left and right, left and right. I'm going to hit you with the hook. Like uh-huh. you're not going to win. I, and win. the people I've had that discussion with clients before. Well, isn't that just toxic positivity? I said, no. I said, I'm not pushing this, this belief or this practice on agenda. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I'm not pushing any of this on anybody else. What I am doing is attempting to find neutrality in my day, Mm -hmm. because at one point in my life, I was an extremely negative person and that consumed me Yep, and it didn't feel good. And even now, like, and I'm, I'm positive that some of the physical reactions and things I've experienced were exemplified by the fact that my mindset was so awful Sure, because there is a brain to gut connection and that you like the way that your brain is thinking and seeing and viewing everything does take a toll on your body's immune system and how Mm -hmm. it functions. And I realistically do think that my body does not tolerate stress. Well, having Mm -hmm. celiac disease, it's an immune disorder. And then also the possibility for me to then step into RA, you have RA, Mm -hmm. like 
Um, our bodies do not tolerate stress well. We know immediately when we're stressed. It serves me no purpose yes. to sit and focus on all of the shitty ass things going wrong in my life, in the, or the world, world, in, in the in every in like what I can't control. Yeah. Because then it just internalizes as all this physical stress, which mm-hmm. I, it's not good for me. It's mm-hmm. not. So it's, I'm not choosing to be an ostrich. I'm not burying my head in the sand and being like, well, no, like mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging what's within my control. What brought neutrality to my day? And you know what? Some days are just a fucking wash. And mm-hmm. I will write that as my gratitude. Today is a wash and I will go to bed and reset. That's mm-hmm. my gratitude some days. I'm not like, I'm stuffing call from the moon and the stars and Jesus and being here. Like, it's not, they're realistic things that make my life easier. Sure. Well, and thinking about things like, so Mari and I use the Marco Polo app where we just like video back and forth all day. That's how we communicate constantly. Cause it's, it's easier. And for the past two weeks, there's been rough <laughs> days where we're just fucking mad where we're like everything is fucking it sucks right like so bad. for whatever reason mercury retrograde the fucking universe hormones let's just end the list there because it's endless right so bad and in marco polos we'll both be saying out loud like i have the ability to change these thoughts that's not toxic positivity. That's a factual statement. Yes. I have the ability to say, I don't want to think like this today. I want to think differently. That is a fucking choice that I have the power to make. Absolutely. 100%. And if you would like to perceive that as toxic positivity, then that's on you, homie. That's your perception. That's your perception. Here's, here's the thing. I can acknowledge that different points of view exist. I don't have yeah. to agree with them. So case in point setting that boundary right now if you have people in your life that are exhibiting toxic positivity constantly don't talk about shit with them they're not your people right not have a boundary don't don't share these things with them that you are then being frustrated by their response by talk to fucking somebody else literally it really is that easy and acknowledge too like i i've also found like not sure how this ties in, but I can just like feel, I feel like it ties in that when you're in maybe, um, conversations with like passerby conversations with people, right. Where people may strike up conversations with you, like at the grocery store or the gas station or at, you know, wherever at your place of work or whatever, you don't have to agree with the things that they say. I'm not saying you need to get an all out confrontation with them, but honor your values and stick up for yourself. Mm -hmm. That also then is sending that validation of like, okay, I'm allowed to live in this maybe neutral or positive space. And I don't have to agree with somebody else's maybe negative skewed or view or aspects they're bringing like I can also just be like mm, no mm-hmm. I was bartending last night helping out and I this guy had asked what I was doing and like why I'm filling in and blah 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 I got to the point that you know said I'm a mental health therapist psychotherapist and I talk to people about issues oh it must be so hard to listen to people complain all the day all day long and I said I don't view it as that mm-hmm. I don't view it as people complaining all day long mm-hmm. oh well I mean I think some people just need to get over it I said I don't really take that approach with my clients And these are just factual statements, right? I'm not arguing with him. I'm not trying to get him onto my side, but I also am setting the boundary here and not allowing that to come into my space or my aura or my energy by just, by just kind of being complacent and being like, Uh oh yeah, oh, people do. Yeah. They do complain. Do people complain? Yeah, absolutely. I fucking complain though. Yes. What the fuck do I look like being like, 
Yeah, they complain. Again, two weeks, two past weeks of me and Stephen Marco Polo. I was bitching up a storm. I acknowledged it. I was like, we sure did. I need to sit myself down somewhere Mm -hmm. and fucking figure it out. But like, understand too that you have that ability to put that protection up for you. Of like, I don't need to agree with this. Well, if you have that safe space to talk about things with, right, and you have the ability to be vulnerable with another person and you trust that person to challenge you in those moments, that's a great feeling, right? Again, Mari and I have talked about this a million times about how when we are processing something that's happened within our lives and we've said to each other, like, if you're not ready to hear this, that's okay, but this is what Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you know right now. Or are you at a place where just things feel really shitty and you need validation? That's okay too. We don't really have to ask each other that anymore because we know. Um, But I think that it's respectful to say like, Hey, if you're not at a place to hear this right now, that's okay. That's why we say that on this podcast. Like if this is too much for you and you are finding offense to it, or you're like, mm-hmm. I don't fucking agree. That's okay. Pause it. You don't have to Pause it and come back. Yes. And I even think to the point stuff, I don't even think it's just that we know that about each other. I think we're very good at verbalizing. I don't, I just need, I just want to be heard on this. Yeah. I'm aware that I'm thinking irrationally. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. I'm aware that I'm in my emotional mind. Like we'll say that out loud, which is extremely helpful. And I'm not saying that whatever, I'm not even making the judgment. You can internalize it. However you, however the listener wants to internalize it. I think it is super healthy for you to create those moments where you're saying that out loud for yourself, right? Sure. Like you're marking that. Cause to me, that's creating like a mindful moment of the present body experience that you're going yeah. through. Like, okay. I, I know that I'm choosing to be emotional at this time. That's what I need. Or I know that I'm choosing to set a boundary and that's very healthy for me, whatever, like marking that out loud and verbalizing it. Like even the times when we're like, okay, like today was the worst. Okay. I know that's being dramatic. It wasn't the worst. Here's actually what happened. Like and going back into it and like expressing, you know, what's going on. Like that mm-hmm. to me is so, 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 so important. You know what I think has been really helpful for, I think the both of us, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I feel like you would agree is I am, I now have the ability to say, I just want to be sad about this right now, but I don't live there. Yeah. 10 yes. years ago, I wouldn't live there for like a month and a half. Yeah. There was a house. There you know what house. I'm saying? Like yeah, a, oh, a set up shop. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, stay mine here. Was, mine was passive aggressive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas like, now I can I'm be fine. like today, I just need to be sad and yeah. tomorrow I'm going to be okay. Cause I'm yes. allowing myself to feel those things. And I'm allowing myself to realize, wow, I can feel those. And my world's not going to fucking crumble to the ground. And I'm not going to feel like a piece of shit. I'm going to feel sad thing. and realize I'm still okay. Here's the thing. How much faster do you move through it when you acknowledge that you can be sad and you so can, you faster. can accept that it's happening. Yes. And then the next day you come through it. Right. Yep. It's wild to me if you keep pushing this shit away and keep ignoring it. And that I think that's eventually what turns it's it's either you're turning into like cynical bitterness or it's turning into that toxic positivity of like, and you know what, it doesn't matter. I can keep moving, I can keep mm-hmm. doing this. Like every day is a good day if you view it like that. Like, no, every day is not a good day. No. It's not. It's not. And why do you feel the need to put on a show for everybody? Like, what the fuck are you doing? For what? Just allow that space to be. Yes. Man, I'm telling you right now. I, my other friend, Steph lost her mom in, I believe, no, it wasn't March. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was, was a month or two there ago, was, wasn't it? There was, it? Yes. There was just a lot going on. A lot, a lot. End of February, early March. And she, man, she's had <laughs> the worst fucking two years, the worst. And when I tell you 
like at least 10 horrific things happening. I'm not, I am not being dramatic. I, that is a very factual statement. Mm -hmm. When, when her, when she found out that her mom passed, like when they found out that it was time, all I could do was just sit there and just agree. Whatever was coming out, like she was sad. She was this, she was like, just agree and just be in that space with her. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to keep reminding myself, like, there is nothing to fix here, dude. There Mm -hmm. is nothing to fix. You can't fix this. You you can be a therapist and you can be her friend and you can want to help and all of these things. But that was a moment of like radical acceptance, dude. There is, there is no fixing this. This is, this needs to be what it is. And you need to support in whatever space she takes this Mm -hmm. period. That's how you show up. And I think that that was such a eye-opening moment. One, just for our friendship in general, of like being in such a raw moment with that person and that just feeling, feeling so grateful that she even allowed me to be there and allowed me to be that person for her. But then also too, of just like the strength that she has carried this and like the grace, right? Everybody has their moments and she just, she just is really allowing herself to feel the emotions mm-hmm. and then pause, reflect and continue and pause and reflect. And I just, it's eye opening and humbling. Right. But it just being in that moment and having that understanding of like, there, there's nothing to fix here. Right. Yeah. How, like how, how fucked up would it have been like, of like, you know what? God gives his hardest battles to the shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. <laughs> shut up, just mm-hmm. shut up. Sometimes that's the best advice too. When you want to be there and support somebody, shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Just show up physically for them. Well, and I'm not trying to make like an all or nothing statement because it's not fair. I sure. would say a majority of the time, I don't necessarily think people are being malicious with toxic positivity. No, when I you don't have either. a loved one who is battling, say, cancer and they pass away and their initial yeah. reaction is they're not suffering anymore. They're not in pain. They're trying to empathize with you in whatever way they right. can, but that can immediately be perceived as toxic positivity. Yes. Yes. Which isn't necessarily fair in that situation because that's not from the, that's not where they're coming from. They just probably can't even fathom what that fucking feels like. And they're trying to offer this sense of like hope for you. When like Mari is saying, all you had to do was shut the fuck up and give that person a hug. Well, and, and here's the thing, like, I can understand that that may be people's immediate reaction of like, at least they're not suffering. Here's what you need to understand as the support person. You need to understand that in most situations, eight times out of 10, what you are struggling with is feeling helpless Yes, because you are watching somebody that you love, that you care about, go through something Mm -hmm. and you can't fix it. You need to recognize what am I in control of myself and how I react to situations. What do I think would be the most appropriate reaction to this? Is this something I can fix nine times out of 10? Nope. Mm -hmm. So then how can I control myself? I can be here to support. Yep. And that, please understand, I would love sentences or statements to be like, I'm here for you. I'll be here. I'm going to check in. I'll bring over food statements where you are making a point, you are not asking that person in the sense Mm -hmm. of like, how can I help you? How can I show up for you? They don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. They have, they don't know up from down. Mm -hmm. So don't put another action step on them. Recognize, you know, just those kind of statements and you do. And and maybe it's you drop a meal off outside. Here's the thing. If they don't need it, they don't need it. That's okay. Right. That's okay. 
but I think about things that you've been through recently where I've literally said to you, and we both said this to each other of like, I know nothing I say is going to make this better, but I'm here. Yeah. Right. I'm here. Like letting somebody know that you're here, but also like Mari said, taking the initiative of just showing up, I think is pretty essential depending on the situation. Right. I think Mm -hmm. about being a new mom. What do you need? What can I help with? Can I come over and hold the baby? Right. Like there's Mm -hmm. so much And a new mom is like, I don't, I have no idea. I don't, I'm sleep deprived. I feel like I'm going insane. I don't know. I have one brain cell left. I don't, I don't even know where it is. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. I just wish more people understood that. I think, I think social media has made this a much bigger point. Obviously social media has made everything much bigger. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easier for people to assume that it's coming from a place of malice or, um, just a not, not a good place. And I think if you were to take a step back and realize like, that's not necessarily what's happening, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel as shitty. Well, my, my thought process is, is that person, the person who is uh, presenting possibly with the toxic positivity is afraid to step into that vulnerability, right? Of course. Back and trying to do what they can do. Uh, They're armoring up in their defenses. Like Brene Brown says, they're armoring up in their defenses and trying to protect themselves because this person is coming to them and it feels like this slight or this, um, not like an insult, but it feels, it feels like offensive. It, yes. Right. Like, and so then this person armors up and puts the defense on. That's the point that I was trying to make of the, like Brene Brown saying that you aren't, you know, you're armoring up in, mm-hmm. in shame of like, well, I shouldn't feel this way. I should get over this. Why can't I get over this? Mm-hmm. Versus like, if that person is just, I'm here, I'm here Yep. in whatever way that I can be mm-hmm. that's giving and allowing it sometimes without even being said that like, you're just accepting that person in their space. Yep. That's what I was trying to make. Man, flew right out of my head for a minute. I had to grab it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. Okay. Anything else that you want to add to this that you're thinking? No, I just want people to feel validated in, in their experience and also having insight and understanding into other people, right? Mm-hmm. Another possible point too is like if you are unsure of what to say it's okay to pause and reflect like it's so if it's like somebody losing somebody or or or, you know like losing a job or breaking up somebody maybe you don't know what to say in that moment take a couple of days reflect and then start your statement text letter email whatever that it may be of like I needed time to reflect I wanted to be intentional with my words mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. and just explain that. Right. Cause people could internalize, Oh, they're not messaging me. Cause you know, they don't care about me, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. I want to be purposeful with my words. I want to sure. be intentional. I don't want to just be spewing shit out to you. Mm-hmm. That's not a fucking relationship. Yep. And that's also then you trying to show up as your authentic self, mm-hmm. you stepping into that vulnerability to be authentic. Instead of what will people think if I don't respond right away, it's that I needed to make sure that I was intentional and concise with my words, because this is a very emotional situation that this person is going through. And I want to be effective. 100%. So shout out Steph. I love you, homie. (laughs) You're doing great. (laughs) Um, you can find Steph at, at the spooky therapist. I am at B E A underscore X O 11. We are at rewriting her story podcast on Instagram on YouTube. We are rewriting her story podcast and you can email us any questions, concerns, comments, topics you want covered. We have a, a decent running amount right now that I'm pretty yes. excited about. Um, but that's, I mean, we are by no means are through summer. 
no. um, with topics to record. So please let us know at rewriting at passage <laughs> with Ganson. Yeah, rewriting her story podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if there's anything that you'd like covered, uh, we'd love to hear it. We'll put it in our bags. Put it in our bags. <laughs> Take it to the market. And, uh, you know, we'll open it up. Open it up for a topic, a discussion. You know? All right. Oh, my so, God. So uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>